Buddy Jimmy here with Pat, Andy, and Sean. Bros, let's talk. Coming at you, talking about uh, what we got on tap today. The draft, we got the last dance, and we have, is it a mock draft? Or are we doing Hall of Fame of Hall, Hall of, fame. of Fame of our favorite NFL jerseys? Current jerseys. So this isn't all time. We're not going to be going back to the 20s and 30s. It's current as of April 27th. 2020, our favorite NFL jersey. So let's kick off. Uh, talk about the draft. It was the first, I guess, live sporting event we had in the past six or seven weeks, even though no sport was actually played. We got to see what our favorite teams or who our favorite whoa, whoa, teams Whoa, 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 Jim, whoa, Jim. What? what? The WMEA draft what? was a week before then. Get it right. Okay. Oh, man, you're right. Don't Adam Schefter this, bro. Now I sound like bro. Adam Schefter, and I screwed the Way whole Way to Adam shit. Schefter this, dude. Uh, <laughs> Oh my so, gosh! I'm gonna have to cut this. No, you can't. You know cut what it sucks is is I I actually uh, was was keeping up with that because I wanted to see how a virtual draft would go, and they they did a really good job. They went off without a hitch, and then I botched it and pulled an Adam Schefter and said the first live sporting event in a while. So my apologies to the WNBA and all their fans who are listening to our podcast. That's that's my mistake. We have a big WNBA. We following. do, yeah. So funny story. Huge. One of the first bets I ever placed in Las Vegas was on a WNBA game. <laughs> Are you serious? That's hilarious. What was the uh, game? Yes, true story. It, it went horrible because Kevin and I <laughs> thought we had a no, no. We thought we had a foolproof plan. Bet the money line. We're like teams that well, I forget what it was that that teams that play on a back to back night lose like i don't even know some some ridiculous amount of time however <laughs> however what we didn't take into consideration was teams that play on a back-to-back night at home don't often lose and they were oh. the home team so we got hosed this is this is hysterical because i know i've not heard this story from you but i have heard that exact same thing from Kevin. from somebody oh. that has bet on the WNBA. yes about the back-to-back yes, thing. Yes, it's true. And they said it backfired in their <laughs> yep, face. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so somewhere out yep. there, somebody started this rumor about back-to-back and WNBA uh-huh. games, and it's been backfiring on the problem is <laughs> rookie gamblers for a long time horribly. Now. It was over like pretty much before halftime. We knew we were not going to win. The problem that's is amazing. I bet your back-to-back team was playing a back-to-back team. And then what the hell? The all bets are off at that. You point. know that is that's a so it was so funny because we were we were I mean we were so sure we walked up to that to that book and we were like we got this like this is free money we're practically playing with house money and when we tell tell the bookie he's like oh okay takes our bet we're all excited we're sitting in in the sports book watching a WNBA game and by halftime we're like god 
damn it. God. We fucked up. That's awesome. I can... So, like, two days later, we each went back and almost texted each other at the same time. We're like, oh, here's where we screwed up. <laughs> I can see your big-ass so. smiles now. Get your ticket. Oh, man, we, we were elated. We thought we had the system fooled. <laughs> Free money. Now what? Didn't, rum and didn't Cokes? work out. Rum and Cokes, didn't buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anders, you sent us all uh, a screen grab that it was, I don't know how many, like seven or eight writers decided. It was the con- like the consensus, consensus from yes. the main, it was from the main, um, like, dot com sports sites that did draft grades. Yes, that the Packers had the worst draft of any team. 30 seconds. In the NFL, although one writer gave a B-minus for their draft. So in someone's eyes, they did a pretty damn good job. We, You text us immediately, like, what the hell's going on? And then with their second pick was, I believe, a running back. You were equally perplexed as to what the hell was going on. I haven't heard Rodgers come out. And say he's upset. I heard him come out and say he reached out immediately to Jordan Love, and they've been in contact and and whatever. I have to imagine he's furious because n- not even so much that they drafted a quarterback because they didn't give him more weapons he could utilize right now today Correct. at the beginning of the season. So, and I think that's the the main reason why they received such a poor draft grade, right. not for the players that they took. Um, like their overall, I guess, caliber. Um, but every single one of their picks is not someone who is going to make an immediate impact. Exactly. Except Dylan, the running back, who they're hoping to slide in and be like a really good third down back. Like Jamal um, Williams is out, right? Behind. Or... Uh no, Jamal Williams is healthy now. He'll be the third string. They just, or I would, I would assume that they're going to move him to third string if they're going to let him walk. That. Uh yeah, they're both Jones and Williams are both on their last year of their contract. You know, Jones was too. So I'm assuming Williams is the odd, odd man out, and they'll give Jones some sort of pay increase. Um, but overall, every single one of their players are like wait and see guys. Yes. And they they love Jordan Love. Like yes, everything they're, that they're I've seen. Enamored with that man. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, like beat writers for the Packers and things like that, guys that I follow that are usually very brutally honest about what they're doing. And they were they weren't nice to the Packers about what they did, but not a lot of them were really um off put by the drafting of Jordan Love. Okay. Um it's it's a perplexing situation. I for me I I think it just puts them in a really really bad position in about 2 to 3 years. Right, because they have to guarantee his fifth year option after year 3, which means they'll be committing 10 million dollars to him without potentially ever having seen him play. Yeah. And I think they're going to make a transition a I lot mean, quicker be, than that, personally. Do you? I, re- I think they... I don't think I so. Think, look, they have Rodgers for sure for two years, and they have an, a two-year one-by-one uh, team option after that, right? He's he's under contract for yeah, four more years. It's, a, it's not a four-year guarantee. It's two years are guaranteed, and then it's a one-plus-one after that or something weird like that. So they could cut... They could sever ties with Rodgers... 
in two years. You can sever ties with basically any contract in the NFL. Well, so his guaranteed money's paid out. So if they don't want to pay exactly, so they paid him, let's just say fifty million guaranteed. If they don't want him for thirty million and another thirty million two years in a row, sixty million total, they could cut ties, and that's that, and they can move on to love, which I think is going to happen. Sure, but it, uh, again, you can do that with any NFL contract, essentially. If they're thinking that way, I would gladly send my ne- next first round picks for the next three years to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers' Aaron Rodgers' service for the next three years right now on this Bears team without without thinking twice about it. Boom. Here's 2021. I mean, I mean if you're any team and he's still he's still performing at the level that he is now, I I mean if you're any other team, I don't know why. Him you having a down year him. last year was still better than the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL. Correct. And he had a down statistic. Uh, here. Yes, he, exactly. I mean he wasn't Right. He and still didn't throw interceptions. Of, he didn't turn the ball over. That's a product of Matt LaFleur. Right. He didn't do any of that stuff. Which, and that's exactly what they said about this draft is Matt LaFleur had a large um, impact on the the personnel that they drafted, not necessarily the players. Because mm-hmm. um, Gutenkist came out and that's said— That's how you say his name? Like, I had no idea. I, I would just yeah. read G-U-D and I would just kind of tail up Brian Guden and that was it. Um, he, he kind of, I, which I don't really like, but he kind of pushed the blame, yes, quote unquote, on the floor. Onto floor. Sure. Like, come on, sack um, up, buddy. You're the GM here. Right. Don't throw your new, your new coach under the bus. Right. But it, all indications pointed to LaFleur, like wanting to build a stronger O-line, grab a running back that's going to be really good. Um, pass blocker and a good third down back mm-hmm. when you're playing games at home in December, January. And they they drafted like a essentially like a fullback slash tight end because they lost Danny Vitale last year. And they're just building around the run, which I'm okay with, but I've never been a huge supporter of Matt LaFleur in the first place. Right. So the Packers for the longest time under Mike McCarthy were running four wide receiver sets. Mm-hmm. And now they aren't. They're they're giving Rodgers the best opportunity to throw the ball via the play action pass. And that worked really well for yes. them. They might not go out and score fifty points a game like they were when uh McCarthy was Donald here. Driver, Greg Jennings, and Jordy Nelson were their receivers, but they got put in positions to win games last year because the offense ran relatively successfully under its first year. And their, so, their starting running back was one of the most successful running backs in yeah. the NFL last year. And when he got injured, what's his name? Jamal Williams came in and kind of didn't skip a beat. Right. So, yeah, it's just, Regardless, it's, it's just interesting, I guess. All their, all their players that they drafted are wait-and-see right. guys, which is unfortunate for when you have a quarterback who is 36 years old right now. Granted, he sat for five years, so he's basically, I don't want to call it five years younger, but he didn't have five years of wear and tear on his body like most NFLers do. And then you've only got him under contract for four more years. So the the mentality should have been win now. now, Yes, I agree. Which you should have gone out and gotten an inside linebacker 
a tight end, a wide receiver. And they and made it to the NFC Championship game last year. So I, why would you been, not I'm not the, why would you not retool right now and, and go for that window right. again? A couple things. One, this it's is perplexing. the deepest wide receiver draft possibly ever, ever. they're saying. Potentially yes. ever. Did you did you guys see that multiple people have come out and <laughs> said that the twenty twenty one wide receiver class is deeper than this so year's already? No, I've not waited. seen that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's it was just Yo, an absurd thing to read after deep as fuck, bro. <laughs> right, deceptively deep, deceptively deep. Yeah. Go on, Sean. Deceptively so, I think deep. the Packers were that might be the worst thirteen and three team in the history of the league, and it's not that Andy they were a said bad that team. last year. Yeah. I I was hand up. I thought they were worse than they were the yes. entire year. You were all over that. Right. Andy's so, our Packers insider, by the way, if, if you haven't all caught on yet. That's what I'm saying. So they they are – I think they're in trouble, personally. I think the Vikings lost some weapons, but they had an amazing draft. I think the Bears – our defense definitely got better, which is a scary thing. Obviously, our offense remains to be seen. We're going to have to see what Nick Foles does. It's not going to be a top end, but we're going to be – a problem for the Packers for sure the Lions are the Lions but I don't think the Packers are going to have the reign that they for some reason had last year on the division 13 and 3 is well I think they've had that reign on the division for the last six or seven years since Rodgers is still daddy to everyone in that division except for two years ago which is right which is why well true but even then we only went one and one against them luckily I luckily just for don't, them. I I <laughs> I just don't see why they wouldn't have just <laughs> re- not even retooled, just added guys who can potentially help now because you're never quite sure what you're going to get with guys. When you make draft. it to the NFC Championship and don't lose huge pieces the next year, you should be immediately filling in holes yes. of what your right. team right. had the year before. Right. And they did not do Right, that. and let's forget they couldn't score or stop the Niners in the NFC right. Championship game. So why wouldn't you, like you said, go for an inside linebacker, draft a wide receiver, and that's try again? The argument could be made that you guys got worse. Not a lot worse, but I don't think – I think Blake Martinez is a better wide receiver or a better linebacker than who you signed to fill his spot. Disagree He's completely. He's a tackle machine, and you guys have no – He was a tackle machine on a defense that had only one guy in the middle. He's going to get exposed in New York. I'll, we'll I'll, see, but it doesn't I'll, matter what he does in New I'll York. I'll get out in front of that right now. Replaced him with is he a tackle machine who can get 140 tackles a season? Because you're going to need someone that can I, do he's it. He's going to have. He's going to have to. I think. I think Martinez just got those tackles by default. That's my point. I don't know. He's been leading your team in tackles for years. It's not like he was a Chris Conti who all of a sudden led the. team. I mean, there's a reason they didn't pay him. I like, agree. I, because I think every. I, I, I'm not saying. I think everybody sees I'm what not he was. Blake Martinez is an amazing linebacker. I'm just saying the guy you filled him with also isn't amazing. Therefore, he couldn't. He couldn't. Co- he couldn't cover tight ends. He couldn't cover slot wide receivers. All he could do was make tackles and linebacker linebackers in today's NFL. You got to be able are, to cover a tight not end. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. Or at least a tight end. Right. So we'll see. But that was the that was. Let's talk about the Bears draft since no one cares about the Packers. Let's be honest, guys. I'm still um, sorry. I loved I and I loved the Cole Komet draft at 43 and uh, Jalen Johnson. I believe is the DB we got at 50, yeah. and he was he was a top three cornerback who should have gone round one, but he's had he had he's had three, three shoulder shoulder surgeries. surgeries. Played I believe all of last year with a torn labrum. So it's kind of a risk 
as to if he can stay healthy. However, I don't think a, that that type of injury, again, if you can play through it, I'm sure it affected him somehow, but it's not like he had a foot or a knee or right. an ankle which could affect his speed. So we'll see. I'm excited for it. We needed a tight end, so we'll see. We'll see. I like the Cole Komet draft pick. Um, I th- I thought it. I thought for the Bears, I thought it was a little bit of a not a reach because I think he was projected to go kind of around there. Yes. I thought at, for their first pick, I thought drafting a kind of an athletic tight end who's not a great run blocker. Um, I thought was an interesting choice for their first pick because I think the tight ends that were kind of behind him um, could have done similar similar things and probably better run blockers. He's definitely the most like pass efficient yes. tight end. I that think was in he the has draft. he's a project and has the highest ceiling. Right. So uh, I so, agree yeah, with that. He has the talent. But can he learn the little things? Can he learn to be a great blocker the way Kelsey and Kittle are, which is right. obviously where the bar and, is I for mean, great tight ends. He's, he's a big dude already. He looks like he still has some size mm-hmm. he can add to his frame. So if he, if he can do that and keep his athleticism, I would have to think he would turn into at least an average to <clears throat> above average blocker. But that remains to be seen. Yeah. So. Him and Jimmy Graham, tight end of the future. I didn't. That's. I didn't hate the Bears draft. I'm just really upset that we didn't address the O line, and we could yeah. have done that in the off season. And I would have instead of Robert Quinn, had we gotten Conklin or something like that. You know, I would be much more happy with the draft. Like I said, I'm not upset. I, I get why we made the picks. We obviously needed a tight end in a corner, but our sure. O line, uh, they did the most Bears thing, and they try and fill it with two six round picks and. You know, the, how has that worked yeah, the last we'll, five years? We'll, <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I know. The interesting thing that I've seen about the NFL draft is a lot of um, analysts and beat writers are are kind of up in the air about what they're thinking is going to happen with the season. Yeah. So they are they're kind of going into it where they think that they're going to have extended time with these players because they don't think that the season's going to start on time. Oh, really? They think it's going to they think it's going to push back a little bit and the because the off-season program is going to be delayed, they think it's going to be condensed and they're going to have actually more time than they would have in a normal program. Oh, wow. So, a lot of these kind of like raw players they think they're going to have a little bit more time with these players. Oh, that could be beneficial. Yeah, should no be doubt. beneficial. Beneficial yeah, for everybody, right. really. I just hope... All right, so on, I want to... I want to... Oh, no, Sean, finish your thought, because then I want to transition to uh, just, the last dance. I hope Komet is, a, you know, more polished. Like, the extra time is going to be nice, but if he's not ready to step on the field right away, then it was a bad pick, in my opinion. That's all. Oh, for he he better be a day one yeah, starter. I mean, he's he has be, to be. Uh, if he's not that, ready to start week one, that's an issue. Yeah, he he's got to be. Same with Jalen yeah. Johnson. He better be starting yeah, across the field exactly. from Kyle Fuller. If those two guys are not starting for any other reason besides health, then that's a problem. He's yeah. small, isn't he? Six foot, six foot, two hundred. Average. So, did they draft another corner? Yeah, they, they did. Did in the fifth round, I think. And he I is small. A yeah. small guy. He would, he would be like a yeah. slot corner. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so last night we were given the gift of episodes three and four of The Last Dance, which were, in my opinion, better than the first two. And from everything I've read from numerous people who have seen the entire documentary, episode five upcoming is supposed to be the best, if not one of the best. But we were treated to see um, my, f- my I want to say my favorite Bulls player because default, it's always Jordan. So you almost don't even say him, then you move on to your next one. And that's Dennis Rodman. Such just a, a charismatic, nice way to put it, guy who truly, it, is it as he tried to make you think, didn't give a shit, but it appeared really did have a, a, a super sensitive side, which is why he kind of did the antics with his hair and the tattoos and the way he dressed and his earrings and nose rings and lip rings. Um... I was not aware that he contemplated suicide when he was with Detroit and yeah, drove right. to their arena with a gun in his car. Um, watching him explain the art of rebounding was was pretty incredible. He It, it made for a, a pretty goofy like meme and gif because you're just kind of like, I watched the ball spin this way and watch it go over here. And yeah, I had the sound but, clip, but just listening, my fucking computer sucks. <laughs> Sorry. But... Just, just listening to him explain it. Not only that, but knowing how the ball came out of each guy's that hands. That was the crazy and then, part too. Yeah. And then, and then, trying to anticipate the the trajectory where the ball was gonna go was like, it was, it was awesome to listen to because he's the definition of don't judge a book by its cover. He looked like he just didn't give a shit, but he cared so much and was so what's smart. What's wild? Yeah. What's wild too is that like, I've heard Dennis Rodman talk since then right and he is a he's a messed yeah. up yeah. dude i mean just flat Seen out some shit but it's almost shit. like it's almost like a switch went off when they asked him actual basketball questions yes. where he went back into that mode and he could describe those things in extreme detail and even even the non-basketball questions but what were going on around them, right. it seemed like he that same switch was flipped where he wanted to give a serious answer. And he did. About what was going on. Yeah, I was I was thoroughly impressed with the like recent interviews with yes. him. Yes. Um I because I, did, I was expecting a yeah. shit show. And, and from, it was anything but a shit show and Agreed I, completely. I, I never knew how much he how much I don't know if I want to say attention or he, he wanted Michael Jordan to appreciate him and need him and when scotty wasn't playing and and then rodman was jordan's number two guy and they said he really you know honed it in and and he was awesome then when pippen came back for him to go to phil and say i need a vacation in the middle of the season is just wild absolutely wild gave it to him and phil jackson was like oh yeah sure go ahead take your vacation but let me ask michael first (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine the bender that that 72 hours or whatever it was. They ended up being like, like 90. Just imagine being a fly on the oh, wall for the would, shit I that went down. Really the best part of the whole episode oh my was God. Carmen Electra talking about how she hid when Michael Jordan came to retrieve Dennis Radman from his bender. Because <laughs> she didn't want the best part of the entire documentary. Like that. <laughs> the best part of the documentary is that Carmen Electra can still oh, fucking dude, get Carmen us. For all those kids born about 1996 and later, you were just introduced to Carmen Electra, who was the person for all of our age group to about probably 26, 27 and older to like 45. 
Um, I just read a, a post from her in the New York Times that said, it was just a blurb. It was like, and when Dennis took off the blindfold, we were both standing at standing naked center court at the Birdo Center and proceeded to have sex all around <laughs> the, the facility. <laughs> That's great. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, I just, I love watching Rodman play basketball because he was so athletic. He was he would just glide down the court, and he's had this such a, like, just, I didn't care, I was aloof, I was whatever, but he was the best at his craft that there was. And I don't I Big don't time. know if we've seen somebody like him, the, the package of him since. And I don't know that we ever will. I kind of hope we don't. So many of so many of those clips, too, were him out-rebounding Charles Barkley, yes. Patrick Ewing. Shaq. Like, He's only 6'7". Yeah. The premier rebounders. Yes, yeah. But just his timing. What they, so had, one, one thing that I've always appreciated about him was his ability to come to the ground and immediately spring right back up. Not to like like mm-hmm. full apex jump. That is some serious athleticism. So he's had seven 30 rebound games in his career. And I think that the rest of the NBA has had Has a combined five. eight. It oh, no, five. you're right. It was, it was five yeah. since then. So, so it's just that's nuts. Yeah, he was. That is that was an unbelievable. What, and what was the fast trivia? They showed. Oh my gosh! He had seven. Uh, maybe that's what it was. He had seven games with zero points and twenty rebounds. Twenty rebounds. Yes. Cam yeah. Was the next closest with two. With two. Yep. Also, did you notice how in episodes one and two it was presented to you by the Facebook group, and they must have got shit on all week for that because now it's just Facebook again. Yeah. <laughs> about Rodman firing through Miller lights at all times. Oh, yeah. Dude, drinking before and hopping on yeah. his motorcycle, right? which would not be right. allowed nowadays ever. They would not allow him to drive a motorcycle. He drinks one, hands it to a cop, gets on his bike, and the cop escorts him out. That's so ridiculous. What a time to um, be alive. One of my favorite clips from that episode was him working out. Luke Longley comes over and hands him a Gatorade cup. And he sips it. Kamikaze. <laughs> There's not a doubt in my that mind that that true. was actually a kamikaze. <laughs> sure. That was like, amazing. Oh, my the God. The other thing I loved is when Phil's holding practice and he's wearing Jordans. Like, you're the coach of the team and you're wearing yeah. your players' shoes. <laughs> I love that was when just another that one guy was talking about writing a book with Phil and Phil taking acid and thinking he, think was, he a was a lion on a beach in Los Angeles. Dude, the picture of him in the cab. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so this ep- the, the two episodes' intensity picked up also. We heard a lot of... A lot of well, curse the, the words, a lot story, more than round one. story came to fruition. Horace so. Grant calling them uh, up a bunch bitches. of bitches yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Jordan saying Isaiah is still an asshole or they're still assholes. Horace Grant's still hey. jacked. Dude, he's huge. He can play in the NFL okay. right now. What? Dude is huge. One thing Sean and I were talking about, did Jordan get his ass kicked before sitting down for that one interview? It looked like he had a black eye. His left eye. I, I didn't, didn't notice, notice that. that. Maybe it was our no. TV. When you rewatch it, check it out. It looked like, it his, looked yeah, like his left eye closer was closer attention. Horace Grant looks like Dude, 10 he... to 15 years younger than everybody. Okay, highlight yeah. highlight of the episode for me was what, Pat? Highlight of the episode for you? Oh, I know what it is. Er, it's early. <laughs> I don't remember. Sean, what is it? Jed Bushler getting in. Oh, damn, damn right. It. Jed right. Bushler getting a, getting a 15 seconds. I said it out loud, too. I was like, Jed Bushler. <laughs> so did I. I screamed it. I was so excited to see him. 
I was hoping we'd see him again, but nah, it didn't come to fruition. That's you okay. probably won't see I'm him sure the rest of the documentary. <laughs> How about Michael Jordan calling out? I don't know who it was. Ty Burrell. Um, or yeah, Scott Burrell. Like, Scott like, Burrell. M, my parents are gonna yeah. see that. <laughs> your kid's an alcoholic. Dude, he's Mom, been freaking out about kid's that an alcoholic. for twenty he's years. He's like, no, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal to one woman. No, he's not. He's out all night, every night he's with been multiple different out women. About like, that coming out, dude, for 20 Jordan. Years. Jordan's a snitch. He snitched on like three or four of his teammates already. So in these first I started couple reading, episodes, he doesn't I care. I started doesn't reading the Jordan shit. rules last yeah. week after the first two, and Jordan was a ruthless teammate. Would yeah, just oh, complain yeah. openly to about teammates to the front office, get try and get people sent in and out of town. Like he always wanted management to try and trade for or sign players that went to North Carolina. Because he was loyal to the cop, like just crazy stuff. Like um, they Dude, they showed him a couple times a sellers. They said he was out of the league in three years because he couldn't play with Jordan and just like didn't want to play basketball anymore and just like <laughs> retired. It was a first round pick from Ohio State. Oh my god, just destroyed. Favorite, my mm-hmm. uh, probably my second or third favorite line of the night came from Ron Harper. Was like, that- yeah, whatever. Fuck this bullshit. Had that on SoundClip too. I'm so mad right now. Dude, which is wild. Like I, I totally. Well, I knew that Harper was on that team, and I knew he was like a defensive whiz back then. Mm-hmm. He was on the Bulls too. Yeah. Like he could guard any any guard. Yeah. Um, and the fact that their head coach just openly was Put like, the slow no, white guy Elo, on him. We go, it's fine. We got Elo, it. Elo, you go. You go guard the best player in the world right now. Right. And then like becomes an all-time moment yeah. and harper you could tell was still, still pissed, pissed about that yes like he went to the bulls won three championships and he's right still he's mad still, about it. he's still mad about not being able to how guard much, uh jordan you think jordan and harper talk? i'm sure harper brought that up to his face like i would have shut you down. oh yeah i'm I sure they still like, talk about it this day never would have hit that if, if i was on you i'm sure he was talking like that probably all throughout practice yeah. for five years or for long. sure they they still talk about yeah. it no doubt in my mind they still talk so, about it. yeah um, that's another thing i go oh, go ahead Pat, i was sorry. gonna say other things that i noticed and have been really enjoyed about it so far has been the music the, the music, music is yep, phenomenal party man last yep. night are you kidding me Dude, and then Those um, batman vibes the, uh yep. just the way um that they've kind of bounced back and forth where it's like they're building up the story for what it's actually about with this final season, but it's like, yes. let's show you how we got here, and then just kind of like building it up from so, from Jordan uh, from the, obviously the start in the last set episodes, and now getting to his first title in this set. I have something. I have kind of a gripe with how they've um, kind of cut the the documentary. How MJ Meaning, takes over every episode? <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily, but. Also true. But Pat, to that point, where we know the storylines and the timing of these things going back and forth, if I feel like if you were outside of Chicago and did not know your 90s Bulls history, like even loosely, I thought, and it was evident, I thought when they were going back to when Rodman went to went from Detroit to San Antonio and then they went back to the 91 fine or Eastern Conference Finals when they beat Detroit it just to me it felt choppy where they were going between too many timelines and kind of bouncing all over the place and I don't I don't know if that's 
kind of outside of the Chicago world, if that's a thing where people are upset about it. But I just, I, I kind of had that thought when I was watching it where I was like, wow, like if you don't know what's going on, this would be confusing as fuck watching Rodman go from Detroit in 89 to then they showed him getting traded in 90 or whatever year it was. And then they went to him moving to the Bulls and then going back to the 90 Eastern Conference Finals. It was just, it was kind of all over the place. And so I you have to have some background knowledge to fully understand what they're that's what about, I've, what I felt. And I, again, I don't know if it's an actual thing where people are thinking that, mm-hmm. but it definitely could be. They had mul- they had multiple timelines going on the entire episode. They've done that a couple times throughout yes. the series. See, too. I think it's important right. to the story though too because that was like kind of why it made it such a surprising move because Rodman played such a big part of the Jordan rules for the Bad Boy Pistons and was basically mm-hmm. the main enforcer for those rules. So I-, I get what you mean though about how they kind of were balancing. I think if Rodman didn't play for the Pistons, it wouldn't have been as confusing. But the fact that he was on the team that was kind of the the focal point of the place they were at in the timeline with the Bulls' ascension is what made mm-hmm. it confusing. Yeah. He was on that team and then also on the, on the second team with the Bulls, which they're focusing. But um, <clears throat> I think Bill Lambeer looked like a huge dickhead after that episode. Yeah, uh, Isaiah snitched on him and threw him one of the bus real quick too. Yeah. About walking I off the court, and then it just looked like he, looked like he was had for the last forty-five, fifty years. True. So. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just True. born that way. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like he was the instigator in oh. almost all of those like How scruffs many and things. Did they like show that. him like, holy shit on screen. Yeah. Like, oh my oh, god! And, and those were like landed, landed, landed punches. Guy, yeah. I was making fun of him. He kept right hook, left hook, dude. He, he was the stereotypical NBA tough guy who was just big and tall and didn't look athletic to save his life, but maybe I didn't see him so, playing enough right. and that was at the end of his career. I, I thought know. it was interesting because there's been kind of a split reaction to the whole situation from the NBA community. Some people side with Isaiah mindset that the nba was just kind of different back then that the celtics did the same thing to the pistons which i had never heard about until last night and then i didn't either i think the fact that the fact that jordan and the bulls stayed and shook hands both years they lost before that is what made this an even bigger deal because they stayed and showed them respect they should have done the same thing. And Jordan gave an interview after losing Game yes. Seven in the one Game Seven, and still okay. And it was say what you want about Mike. Interview, by the way. But I- his his presence with the press, I noticed that in one episode where, or at one scene where he was talking, and there was I sort of got like thirty people around him, and he was just like he didn't say these words, but he was like interview over, and they all just moved. Yeah, I noticed that. It was like away, parting the red Nobody seat. followed him. I have never seen that with any other athlete or famous person ever. He was like, I'm done, and they were like, okay. To Dude, me, and that was that, it. he handled the press so, so well. So well. He had a so, professional so well. atmosphere around him anytime he stepped he in He absolutely front of the mic. did. Yeah. One of the coolest things to me is seeing a look into what it's like to follow a world icon around just like seeing yes. how everyone reacts to him and just the way okay before we move forward i i just pulling this clip up on my phone i wanted to play this there were two clips that i thought were hilarious 
um, from last night. Oh, and the guy with the mullet. Oh, I, I didn't forget about that. Here's the first one oh while we're God. talking about interviews. What did he say? You stuck it, baby? Yeah. You stuck it, baby. You stuck it. He's just like, yeah. Do we know who that was? Just some random interviewer. Okay, and then some random here was guy. my other favorite quote from Doug Collins. That was, uh, get the ball, Michael. Everybody get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> that one, was gold. One thing that I, that I noticed was how much fun it looked like Doug Collins had coaching that team. Yes, I noticed that as well. Amazing. Yeah, it just like, he looked like he was just genuinely having a good time coaching a talented team because he was not much older than a lot of those guys. Right. And I just think he was having a really good time doing that. And like the interviews and things like that, post-game pressers, always had a smile on his face. Like the the thing with him. Rocking his Jerry Pissing off MJ. And then no, pissing off, <laughs> pissing off MJ, and then asking him for a kiss in front of all the <laughs> and yeah. in front of all the reporters. Like, that, like that was hysterical. Uh, so great. It really was a, great. Another MJ moment, not a game-winning dagger, but him just well, essentially it was a game-winning dagger, but him being like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to let you lose your first game." That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. That just adds that was to the awesome. aura of Michael Jordan, why he is Said the that, of all that time. Doug Collins chewed his gum so hard he turned into a power. Yeah. Right? Like that's, Stained his lips. That's obnoxious. That's some Well, that's they showed how sweaty jaw. he was. <laughs> Good genetics. Right. Sweating through his sweating sweaty through a, an undershirt. It's like uh, Bruce yeah. Pearl. Yeah. Oh, man. No one sweats harder than Bruce Pearl in a, in a suit on the sidelines of a basketball game. <laughs> Speaking of sidelines how it's done we have been okay so the seven nfl teams had new or adapted jerseys slash logos this year in the nfl most i think of any year and it got us to talking about our our favorite jerseys so we're gonna do this for all what four major basketball football hockey and baseball yeah and then hopefully come up with our all-time Favorite jersey. But today we're going to do the NFL. We're going to do a Hall of Fame. So these, these don't have to be ranked 5-1, to one, but they can if you want them to be. And then we're going to throw in our, a bonus jersey we hate the most in the NFL. So, Anders, why don't you begin since I love your red Blackhawks hoodie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. I feel like I was kind of thinking about this. And the NBA um, kind of has... It's more color scheme based, but back in the 90s, they had some cool jerseys. But the NFL overall, you don't have logos on the jerseys. You have them on the helmets. Mm-hmm. So I, the more and more I kind of dove into this, I thought about kind of how boring NFL jerseys are just in general mm-hmm. um, compared to other ones, I should say. Right. Anyway, um, in no particular order... Um, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers mm. for their color scheme. I've always loved uh, that kind of sky turquoise blue with the black and the silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I just always thought that was a really sharp color scheme to go together. And the logo has always stayed pretty consistent over the years. Yeah. Pat? Um, okay. My number five 
And this is only because they recently redid their uniforms for the upcoming season. It was the only one that I really... Well, not the only one. There's two that I liked. And that's the Browns. Um, I just like that look. The It's just a simple look, but it's got like the stripes on the sleeves. I've always liked the Browns helmet, even though... Um, because their logo is kind of just like the Cleveland Browns word or the alternate bulldog, but it's not really their logo. So they just always kind of rock this solid orange helmet with the stripe on top. And I've always yeah. just thought that yep. looked really clean. So with the gray face mask. Agreed. Though, or white face mask, whatever it might be. It's got to be like that, though. Like Basically yeah. how they redid it. I think it looks... Yeah, it looks awesome. The redone jerseys. They have the best redone jerseys, I think. Shawnee? Uh, my five is going to be the Cowboys, and I really like their mm. blue jerseys with the star. I, those are, That's a sweet color scheme. The blue and silver looks looks awesome. They're yeah, timeless. Yeah, I don't like the Cowboys either, but their jerseys are sweet. Uh, my number five is going to be the new Browns jerseys also. To, to preface and give you an idea of, of how all my jerseys are going to fall in, I like that clean cut, the stripes, there's not there's little to no logos. It's just there. There's stripes like on the on the shoulders, on their socks, some on the helmets, um, and I think the, the the new Browns jerseys are absolutely phenomenal. I love that color scheme. You don't see brown in hardly any uniform besides that, and I think the Padres this year. There may be other ones yeah. I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but I just I love how clean that looks. So my number five is the new Browns jerseys. All right, my four is going to be the Oakland Raiders. Um, the silver and black, I feel like, is pretty iconic. Um, their logo, I don't think, has really ever changed um, from the pirate with the eye patch. Um, just the silver and black and how that fan base has kind of soaked that in as well with the black hole and everything like that. Maybe- Maybe more um, than any team, their color scheme represents yeah. their fan base. Yes. Like with T. Yes. Like they've embraced it as yep. a whole. Pat? My number four, I went with the Chargers. Okay. I love, I, don't, I guess it's their. Okay, I, buddy. I guess it's their main now, but it used to be their alternate powder blue with the lightning bolt. That's always been probably my favorite uniform like in football mm-hmm. like the jersey when lt was playing that was always sick um but i like what they've done with their new ones i know you don't care for a couple of them but i think their design is really it's it's super modern but it doesn't look over the top it, it's right. still it's still true to the franchise that's where i'll leave that Jonathan, i'm taking the new browns jerseys at four boom love it I right. am going to um, go. Okay, oh, there, sorry, Jim. It's okay. My bad. I am also going to go with the Chargers. Um, they came out with, I believe, six new jerseys. I like three of them. I don't like the the royal on royal, and I don't like the white on Jim, white. Copy I, my I've list, never, dude. never been a fan of the same color pant and jerseys. My favorite that they did is the powder blue with the sunshine looking pants. I think those just look so awesome. I've always been a fan of them. Always been a fan of of like. Baby blue, so you, powder blue. Uniforms. You hate color rush. I hate it with a passion. Yeah, I don't, I hate oh, it. Absolutely hate yeah. it. 
Um, See, I think certain teams have real good. What I'm looking jerseys. forward to in baseball is a lot of the teams are doing the old school baby blue jerseys with. Yeah, I think the Phillies have it, and there's Cardinals. a bunch of teams. I'm yeah. not gonna list them all. Um, but yeah, the Chargers come into my number four. Um, I'll go number three. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, just an all-time color scheme that is very basic. Um, but it has worked for them for a long, long time. Um, I don't think that jersey has changed at all. No, I actually for um, a long time. They're on my list, and I'll get to it later. But I, I was looking up their history, and all that's really changed is when they used to wear long sleeves. They would have another set of like stripes closer to the elbow. Uh, but other than that, it's that's basically it. Um, the throwbacks for them, I think, are god awful. But but going to what I was talking about with the color rush, I love their white on white color rush with the yellow helmet. Mm. I think that looks awesome. I can see it. I'm n- I never liked color rush, but most I never Hate saw it. though. I don't recall the Packers color rush. Hate I just recall, it. yeah, I recall like the straight red and like someone had straight turquoise. It just did. Some teams don't have it. <laughs> Pat, all right, I've got my number three is San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Especially like the the redesign they had last year with the the white jersey with the red number with the black backdrop on it kind of or like kind of like a yeah. shadow effect um, with the red uh, lines on their sleeves. I thought those looked really sick. And just kind of the more basic look that they've gone back to where it's just like the red with the white stripes on the sleeve and then just plain pants whereas for a couple of years they yep. they went more crimson and shiny and weird uh my number three is gonna be the ravens i think mm. purple and black look sick as hell they actually do i believe they have their logo on their jersey i can't remember if it's on i the think sleeve. it's on the they shoulder they do yeah, it's on the yes. shoulder it's on the shoulder um they actually, I shouldn't say I hate all color rush because their black on black is sick. <laughs> their black yeah, on okay, black their is black awesome. Their black on black is That's cool. <laughs> I will say so, that also. That was going to be my honorable mention was the black yeah. on black Ravens. The purple and black. The, the Ravens are just awesome, and they're synonymous too. Ray Lewis put them on the map, and like they're they're just awesome jerseys. Yo, real quick, can um, you hear this sound clip? Because yes. after what fifty minutes, my computer finally connected, and you can see Sean. Sick. If you're playing it, then sick, no. Sick, sick, sick. All right. Just pretend like that never happened. Okay. We'll, we'll edit that we'll out later. That. Uh, my number three, three two, is one. the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I actually had forgot about them until Pat brought them up when we first talked about this last week. And then I was when kind of doing a deep dive into this. Really like the, the black and yellow and white. And just looks just so clean. They have... Um, I think they... No, they have their logo on the helmet, but not on their jersey. Correct. Okay, yeah. I like the Steelers um, logo too. The one side of the helmet that's awesome. So they have the the yellow and white stripes on their sleeves also. The the one stripe in the middle is a little bit thicker. Um and I just think it looks it just a, it, it seems like that those colors epitomize the town of Pittsburgh because you have the Pirates, the Steelers and I think they're the, the, the Penguins. Penguins. I think they're the only similar. town who has all same colors for all their teams. Really? They are. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yep. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, my number two is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Um, we talked about this briefly in our text thread, but I think they were kind of the leader in the jersey redesign. Yeah. Because um, in the 90s, they had that kind of soft gray with the old Seahawks logo. Um, not much blue in the yeah. in it. Um, and then they started incorporating the Volt green, mm-hmm. um, like the highlighter. And that was – they were 100% the first team to start doing the highlighter colors. Yes. Um, and I think what Pat – Pat mentioned it in our text thread, but they kind of went through some variations where they're kind of trying to feel it out, and there were some bad oh, yeah. ones in there. But now that they've settled like when on Sean it, Sean Alexander um, was there. Those jerseys were terrible, right? Yeah, yeah, those were bad. Um, they've settled on the dark blue, kind of the the pixelated numbers, and then you've got the highlighter green throughout. I just think it's a super cool modern jersey, and I think it's one of the best in the league. It is a great color scheme. You're right. All right, last sound attempt. Somebody lay me down. Got it. me in my own juices. Light up a hibachi grill. Put a little bit I of my breast into a pepper mill. Pepper me with my own tits and suck me. <laughs> Benny Blanco, ladies and gentlemen. I was dying Benny laughing. Blanco. I have the other one, Pat, too. Pat, are you caught up? Oh, yeah, I'm all caught up. Sean, do you watch Dave? No, I got I to gotta power through. Oh, my okay, gosh. While, while we're there, I'm just going to play stuff. the other one, too, because the other one's funnier. Somebody lay me down, pour buttermilk all over me, dust me in a light dusting of cornflakes, front flip me into a deep fryer, spit on my asshole, flip me back around, shove wasabi up my dick hole, put fucking sashimi all over me, light me on fire, gently blow me off, and lick down like my body's a maze till you get to the bottom, right about there, and I want you to suck me right now. That's the first time he met him. <laughs> oh, so great. I just watched that one last night. Ah, yeah, it was good. That's so ridiculous. So, so great. Uh, who's up? Pat, your turn, I think? I just went with the okay. Seahawks. I'm up. I uh, My number two, I went with the Bears. The Bears. Classic look. I like the blue and orange coloring it's a little bit the orange isn't quite as orange as the broncos so yeah i I would like like a browns or broncos orange but it's fine i actually like the bears orange like a little darker a little little more burnt orange but not quite burnt just classic look real classy like uh my number two is going to be the chargers their new color schemes are awesome. The powder blue and yellow pants are my favorite. Classic. My number. I'm just gonna go my uh, two and one right now, and that's the the Bears and Packers jerseys. If you look at them, they're basically, except for a couple tweaks, the exact same jersey. And as I prefaced to earlier, I like that clean design. I wish every team would do some kind of striping on the shoulder pads, stripe along the pants, stripes on the socks, and leave it at that. I think that's such a clean look, timeless look. The Bills do that also. Um, the the throwback Miami Dolphins jersey is one of my favorite all-time jerseys because they have the turquoise, the orange, and the white. They have a similar setup to that. But um, obviously I'm biased. I'm going to have the Bears number one. But Bears and Packers one and two for me. The Bills still have that weird, like, collar. 
Like, it looks like they're wearing a polo. The Saints have that too, don't they? I believe, like, kind of how they add to the NHL jerseys. It looked, yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I know that they have, like, some. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, too. Almost. It's very strange. Um, my number one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think black and yellow is probably the best color scheme in all of sports. It's great. There's a song about it. Yeah. Um, I I love that they only have the logo on the one side of the helmet, like Sean was saying, and the other side is just the black. I love that they switched over to... Um, it was never the real shiny um, black helmet, like the flat plastic, it, but it also wasn't matte. It wasn't matte black, but it was kind of like a... There was a yeah. texture to it. Um, and just the... Like I said, the black and yellow is so iconic and just, Jim, like you said, kind of embodies Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a tough color scheme, and it's simple, it's clean, um, no matter if they're going white tops with the yellow bottoms or the black on yellow, I think everything looks great with their color schemes. Yeah. Except the Bumblebee yes, uniforms. Yeah, even those are sick. Same. I own Steelers number one. Most same reasons. I also like their logo and how it's only on the one side of their helmet. I don't know why. I just think that's kind of a cool. Um, and then I just like how the like they're predominantly black and yellow, but then they've got like blue and red mixed into their logo, so it yeah. stands out even a little yep. bit more. How what bears number one? My man. Nice. So I was doing just a little bit of research on what the public thinks mm-hmm. um, just different rankings and whatnot. No one had the bears Jersey high. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Everyone wants the bears is a classic Jersey. I mean, it's not, it's not updated at all. It's the same as it's always been. And I hope it never changes because it, it yeah. doesn't need to. It's synonymous with toughness. You're going to get stomped in the dirt. If you win, you're going to be hurting afterwards. You're going to have to earn it. That's what the bears Jersey reminds you of. But yeah, I, I love it. All right, worst jerseys. This one was so easy for me. Really? Yeah. I have uh, three Packers, Vikings, Lions. <laughs> I actually like the Packers style, but in all honesty, I don't like yellow and green together. Dude, I don't you don't know like why. the old mustard and relish? <sighs> That's the only way I like it, I guess, on a hot dog. <laughs> but um, Mine is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I can see it. Um, I I don't think other than changing their helmet to the matte purple, um, they I don't think they've really modernized their jersey much. Um, the purple I I like purple as a color. Me too. But like the purple mixed in with the black for the Ravens is it's badass. The straight purple Minnesota purple Viking should be an I, color in a uniform. Yeah. Agreed. I just, I've never liked the, I've never just liked their top. I don't know. I I like their alternates, actually, because it's a secondary color where the purple is their pants. So and not their, I love their this jersey, jersey for them. Say, when they used to have the gold. But the, the way they have it now is. I, yeah. When they had. I do not AD like their. When running from, they had like gold in the sleeve and stuff like, like, they, mm-hmm. yeah, there was more yellow to it and their jerseys now suck. Suck. All right, 
That was yours no, too, Sean? My most hated is oh. easily the Jets. Their jerseys suck. They've always sucked. Oh, see, I like their new I like their I new hate jerseys. Them, dude. I feel like I don't maybe their new jerseys are good. No, they suck. I hated them. <laughs> I don't like the, I've never liked the Jets jerseys. I can't I can't I don't have to explain. I don't like them. That's fine. I do not judge. like the new Patriots I don't, jerseys. I don't, I've never really cared. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I liked when they had the red jerseys with the white helmets, even though I never saw them playing that other than when they would wear them as an alternate. But I don't like yeah. the schemes that they've had the last since they've been winning Super Bowls all the time. Same. Jem, did you give yours? I am going to go with um, the Miami Dolphins, partly because I love the, the throwbacks that they used to wear, and I think... I just I hate the the design they made the the dolphin which is already not like a, a scary intimidating mascot <laughs> but it it did its job earlier they just made it look soft and I don't I hate their jerseys with a passion hate them I think my actual I, I answer think they toned down their teal and it's just dog shit my actual answer is Jacksonville I think their jerseys suck balls <laughs> oh They've, man remember the last remember ones when were the worst the two tone yeah that was the worst the oh helmet was but um. And their jerseys yeah. say Jags, or they they you say Jags on them, right? I actually like, think like on. in the '90s they had cool uniforms, but ever yes, s- that that teal when Fred that they Taylor had, was playing there, yes. But ever since then they yes. botched everything. Not even yes. just their Fred uniforms, their everything they botched it everything. All. <laughs> yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, wait, real quick before we sign off, who had the best highest rated draft? Was it the Dolphins? They had the like, Vikings, I the believe. Vikings have, no, the Vikings, yeah, the Vikings were Vikings. up there. The Dolphins, okay, okay. the Bucks. Um, Goddamn Bucks. We'll see. We'll yeah. see on Sunday. Oh, the Broncos too. Bucks. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say the Dolphins had like six picks in the first two rounds and eleven yeah, total. Yeah, unbelievable. Yep. All right, that's all we got for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you don't already, follow us on social media, at Bros Let's Talk on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, and at anchor.fm slash Bros Let's Talk, or at our website, broslettstalk.com. For Jimmy, Sean, and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See ya. Peace. All right. Latest on the menu. Goodbyes! <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 <sighs>